This is Pastor Eric Love. I want to thank you for tuning into today's podcast. God told Joshua that if he meditated on the word and obeyed it, that he would make his way prosperous and that he would have good success. My prayer is that as you meditate on this word that you're about to hear and apply it to your life, that you too will find good success. Blessings on you and enjoy this word from the Lord. Um, God told me, God uh, kind of impressed on my heart. I was saying, okay, Lord, you know, what do you want me to, what do you want me to talk about tonight? Um, you know, what is it that you want me to share with your people? And, and God, God, ta- he, he, he just, he just put one word in my spirit. That word was walk. W-A-L-K. God put that one word in my spirit. That word was walk. So God challenged me and God said, he said, ask the people, how is their walk? How, how is your walk? That was the question. How is your walk? Um, how is your walk with God? Because many times we get, we get focused on all the, all the extra things that are going on in life and all the extra things that are going on in our church and our church is transitioning and a lot of things are happening that if we're not careful, we will be, get so excited about what's happening that we will start to, to almost forego and, and, and neglect our personal walk with God. And, and, and we will, we will live off the energy of the transition and we'll feel like we're okay until the enemy shows up. And so sometimes we can, you can, we can live off that excitement. And then when that excitement kind of dies down, many of us sometimes it's, it's almost, it's almost like we kind of sober up as it were. So God told me to ask you guys, how is your walk? Now I, I need, I need, I need some, some volunteers. I need, I need two people who are really close friends, really close. Are y'all too close? Y'all real close? Y'all too? Come on. Y'all, well, y'all get in my hand. Y'all like y'all real close. Y'all like y'all real close. Okay, y'all come on up here. Come on up here. Yeah, this is Jimerson fam. I like, I like, I like picking on them. Now, I, I need somebody to be a recorder. You have, you got your pen? Okay, I, I, I want, we're gonna, we're gonna describe someone. As we describe it, I want you to write it down. Okay? Alright. So here's what I want y'all to do. Here's what I want y'all to do. I want y'all to simply, I want y'all to simply take a walk. Fair enough? I want y'all to take a walk. Here's what y'all gonna do. Y'all, y'all are just gonna, y'all just gonna walk down there and you're gonna pretend like, you're gonna pretend. So if you had to take your baby walking, where would y'all go walking at? Park. Go to the park. Well, what's, what's in the park? Talk, 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 tell us what's in the park. Trees. Trees. Birds. Birds. Flowers. Flowers. Why you say flowers when you look at her? (laughs) Aww. Trees. Birds. Flowers. What else? Benches, benches may sit and kiss or something. Y'all, they may sit and kiss. He said that loud. They may sit and kiss. Okay, so so watch this. Now watch this. So so here's what they're gonna do. Here's here's what they're gonna do. I got to take my microphone from him. So so here's 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 what here's what they're gonna do. So, so, so they, they are just, they're gonna, you're gonna walk that way, and then y'all just gonna walk through the park, and she's gonna be kicking her feet through the leaves, and she's just gonna be all oh, just having so much fun. They're gonna be walking, and they're gonna be talking. Yeah, and just walk that way, and then just come back and walk this way. Okay, and they're gonna be talking. Now, 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 now look at them, y'all. Just study them for just a minute. Study them. He pointed at an invisible tree. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 
Let's move back. Okay, so so tell, tell me what y'all notice. Tell me what you notice. Okay, so so write that down. R- write happy. What else y'all notice? Yes, ma'am. Side by side. Side by side. Eye contact. Holding hand. What? They're interacting. They're communicating. What else? Say again. They're smiling. What'd you say? They're standing together. Keep walking. Keep walking. Yes, this side needs to see y'all. What else? They're engaged. What else? What else? They're connected. They're looking, looking like teenagers. What else? She's looking in his eyes. They're in love. They're enjoying each other's presence. What else? What else? Look at them. What are, what are y'all noticing? Intimacy. Say again. They're, 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 they're close together. So, so what, what would, if you had to look at them based on where they are, what, what would you say about them? What would you say about them? That, that they, they love their walk. They're, they're not, they're not letting go. Okay, stop, 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 stop. Okay, now, now this time, here, I want you to take this. And I'm gonna give you something else. I want you to take this. And this time, what I want you to do is I want you to, I want you to unlock that and I want you to play some music while y'all walking. So walk. I want you to unlock it. Play some music. Just, just unlock it. Unlock it. Unlock the phone. What you doing? What what do you what do you notice now? Say what? They stop walking. They're distracted. Say again. He got a help make. But what what do you notice? What do you know? Look at him. What do you notice? The, the, the phone has become the center of attention. What else? They're not walking. What else? They're not looking at each other. Say again. They're not, they're no longer focused on each other. So, so wait a minute. Wait a minute. It seems like the energy in the room just went down. Why did the energy just, cause y'all not smiling anymore. Y- y'all, y'all not smiling. Why are y'all not smiling anymore? Cause y'all trying to figure out what they do. <laughs> Make sure tab pass a little, tele, little cell phone. Oh, okay, now watch this. Now watch this. Which which one felt better? The, the first one. Why? B- because they seem happy. Why did they seem happy? Because they were walking together, enjoying each other. But wait a minute. But wait a minute. But but what happened the second time? What happened the second time? Wait a minute. So, so wait a minute. So you mean to tell me that one little thing, one little thing can be introduced into your life and cause you to take your focus off of the very thing that God has commanded us to keep our focus on. So, so, so here's the question. Here's the question. What has your attention? What is the thing that's been introduced into your life that has caused you to break your focus with God? 
God told me to tell y- y'all come sit down. Don't tell my phone up. Y'all get in my hand. They did a good job. Great job. Great job. Great job. So, so here's, here's what God is saying to us. Here's what God is saying to us. God is saying that he wants everyone in this room to start evaluating your walk with him. To start evaluating your walk with him. If you have a pen and a piece of paper, I want you to jot this down. Miss Erica, um, I, I want you to, I want you to tell us what was indicative or, or, or describe to us the first walk. So if you guys, if you guys have a good walk with God, then these are some of the things that should be present in your walk. What's one thing? Communication. Communication. That there should, there should be communicate. You should be communicating and talking to God all the time. Talking to God regularly. And we, I'm, I'm going to give you guys some more notes as well, but just write this down right now. What was, what was the next thing? Being engaged. Engaged with God. Connected to God. She said, hold on. Being engaged. Connected to God. What else? Being present with God. Being present with Him. Being present. God is chief. God is saying, God, he told me to ask you, how's your walk? Because many of us are walking, but we're not necessarily walking with God. We're walking, but not necessarily with him. We're in, you, did you know you can be in church and still not be walking with God? So God is telling us, e- evaluate your walk. Don't, don't do, don't try to compare your walk to anybody else. You just, you look at, you look at where you are based upon where the word says that we should be. Well, what's another thing? Side by side. Walking with God. Walking with Him. What else? Happy. Are you, are you, are you happy? <laughs> Oh yeah, God's because God said I'll keep you in perfect peace if your mind is stayed on me. So watch this. So if 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 you are living in a state of continual unhappiness, could it be that you're not walking with God? At least not like you you thought you you were. What what's something else? Being intimate with God, that intimate fellowship, that close fellowship. What else? Being close. What else? Looking into the eyes of God. Glory to God. Looking into the eyes of God. We'll, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that here in just a moment. Looking into the eyes of God. What else? Like they were teenagers. Just, 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 just giddy. Just, just in love with God. Just, just carefree. Walking with Him. Walking with Him. Knowing that God is leading. Knowing that God is, that He's guiding. Those things are important. If, if you have your Bibles, I, we're gonna, we're gonna look at a few scriptures. Now you, y'all have to roll with me because I've got a long way to go in a short time to get there. Um, go to Genesis chapter five. Genesis chapter five. I, I, I want to show you a few, uh, just a few verses in the Bible where, where the Bible talks about walking and how this word walking represents something other than just movement, movement, movement with our feet. Represents something different than that. Genesis chapter 5, look at verse number, verse number 24. Genesis 5, 24. Say amen when you found it. Look at Genesis 5, 24. And, and Genesis 5, 24 says, and Enoch did what? Walked with God. And he was not, for God 
took him. In other words, they couldn't find him because this dude walked with God and God just, God just raptured him on up. God just took him on up with him. So, but I want you to focus on that word walked. He walked with God. So he, he wasn't in heaven walking on the streets of gold as it were with God. No, he had an intimate relationship with God. Uh, go to Genesis chapter six. Look over at Genesis chapter six. Look at verse number nine. Genesis chapter six, verse nine. What does it say? Read it. These are the genealogy of Noah. What? Noah was a just man. Perfect in all his generation. What's the last verse says? Noah walked with God. Noah walked with God. So these are two men that we found that, that were walking in good graces with God. But I want you to focus on the word walk. Now, I want you to go to Second Kings chapter 8. Let's look at, let's look at how walked, um, is also used, uh, kind of in a, in a different context. Second Kings chapter 8. Second Kings chapter 8. Look at verse number Verse number 27, 2 Kings chapter 8, look at verse number 27. Let's look at it in, different, in a different context. This is talking about King Ahaziah. 2 Kings chapter 8 verse 27, say man when you found it. It says, and he walked, there's that word again, he walked in the way of the house of Ahab. And if you know anything about Ahab, you know he was an evil king. And did evil in the sight of the Lord. Like the house of Ahab, he was the son-in-law uh, of the house of Ahab. Now, so so now you can, you can either walk worthy or you can walk unworthy. But all of us have a walk. Say this with me. Say, I have a walk. Whether it's good or bad, I have a walk. Keep that in your, keep that in your spirit, keep that in your heart. You have, all of us have a walk. All of us are walking. Now, now, we, we, whether we, we like or understand that, we're all moving forward. We all have a walk. But today, God is calling us to judge our own walk. To look at our walk with Christ and where our walk is with Christ. When the Bible speaks of walking, it refers to a lifestyle. Just write that word lifestyle. Walking equals lifestyle. Write that down. When the Bible talks about walking, it is referring to a lifestyle. We, we have to have a life, our, our life or our lifestyle should be a lifestyle of us walking walking with God. Um, just, just like walking with a close friend requires saying no to many other things. So walking with God requires letting go of anything that would be a distraction. When I handed him the phone, the minute I handed him that phone, guess what he did? He broke that intimacy. He broke that, that closeness. He broke that relationship uh, with his wife the moment he had that phone. Watch this. And and they, they stopped focusing on the invisible trees. They stopped focusing on the invisible birds that was flying in invisible trees. They stopped focusing on, on all the things, all the things that brought them joy. And now they're so concerned with trying to fix this little, this little, this little phone, this little gadget. They were so concerned with trying to fix it. And many of us have become like that. Many of you are like that. You, you become so distracted from little things that's been happening in your life that, that you've, you've kind of lost your focus. You, you've kind of turned away from their first love and you're focused on things that really is not bringing you the joy that you, that you hope that it would. And so God is calling you now to, to look at your walk, to see where your walk is, to look at your walk. If, if you were on a walk with a friend and you brought a kazoo and played a kazoo, if, if you would walk with that kazoo, playing that kazoo, it wouldn't be satisfying to either of you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Um, here, here we go. Here we go. Um, go to Daniel chapter 3. And we may not make it to all of these, but I do at least want to give you the scripture. Daniel chapter 3. Daniel chapter 3. 
And that brings me to my, my first point. Now, these points are a little bit long, and I apologize for that. I, I tried to figure out how to condense them, but I just said I just need to say it the way it says. Um, point number one, look at Daniel chapter 3, verses 16 through 18. Daniel chapter 3, verses 16 through 18. I want to show you this. And so we're, we're going to talk, talk about walking, and I want you to look at your walk, and I want you to judge your own walk. Judge where you are with God. Are we walking with God? Because as we transition into this new building, there's going to be a new season. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be explosive. But I don't want y'all to get caught up on the hype. I don't want you to get caught up in the hype. Because because there's still a real devil out there. You hear me? There's still a real And watch this. Don't fool yourself. As as hype as we are, the devil is upset about the the, the grace that is on our lives. You hear me? So 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 listen, I I I don't I don't want you to I I don't I don't I don't I don't want the people of God to be sleeping. I don't want you to I don't want you to be like the grasshopper and just hopping around and you know and thinking everything is okay and then something something weird hits and you're trying to figure out where that came from. No, no, we're we're gonna rejoice and we're gonna lift up our hands, but Guess what? Guess what? Listen, we're going we're gonna to have a Bible in one hand and a sword in the other one. Amen. Glory to God. Because we always got to be prepared for the fight. Hallelujah. So, yeah, we're going to we're going to worship, but we also going to be prepared for the fight. So so what I'm saying to you is, is that in transition, it's important that you look at your walk, that you know, listen, that you be steadfast and unmovable. So listen, listen, that you always abound in the works of the Lord. If not, if not, what happens is what happens is we try to ride the wave of the hype. But then when the hype, the wave of the hype crashes, then you don't have anything else to stand on. So God is saying, now it's time for you to evaluate your walk. Watch this. What if I take all the stuff? Could you still rejoice? What if I take the building? Could you still rejoice? What if I take all the fancy things that you're used to? That you, what if you had to start all over again from scratch? Would you still rejoice? That's the place where God is calling us to be. Well, no matter, no matter what happens, that we don't look at all the stuff. Thank God for, but we don't get caught up in all the stuff. You know what I'm more concerned about? I'm more concerned about your walk. I'm more concerned about that. Are you walking this thing? Are you walking it like you're talking? That's the question for us today. Are we walking it? I don't want us to get caught up in the hype. I don't want us to be the hype church. Don't want to be the hype church. I want to be, I want to be the church that's living this thing. I want to be the church that's for real about this thing. I want to be this church that, you know what? We're rejoicing, but we're focused. We're giving God glory, but we're focused. That, that, that our, our, our minds are stayed on Him, not the stuff. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Daniel chapter 3, verse 16 through 18. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered, and they said to him, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If that is the case, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace and he will deliver us from your hand, O king. Look at verse 18. I like this. Verse 18. But if not, we want you to know. Let it be. Write it down if you have to. Record us saying this. If you have to, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your God, nor will we worship the gold image which you've set up for us, or which you've set up. We're not going to worship. Let it be known. You can push us in this fire if you want to. You can kill us if you want to. But we want you. We were saying this emphatically. We will not worship an idol God. We will not worship an idol God. Point number one, to walk with God means that you choose to glorify him in every way you can, regardless of personal cost. I told you a little bit long. You might take a picture of it. That you choose to glorify God in every way you can, regardless of personal cost, regardless of what it costs you. I'm going to glorify God. 
If I can lose friends, I'm going to glorify God. If, 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 even if they have to let me go on my job, I'm, I still got to glorify God. I still have to give God the glory. Regardless of personal cause, the, the Hebrew boys made up in their minds that we're going to glorify God no matter what it costs me. I, I, I wanted to use Abra, Abraham's story as well because Abraham was willing to sacrifice his own son just to glorify God. Just to give him glory. Watch this. Will you sacrifice a meal for God? Will, 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 will you sacrifice social media for a while? Just to get back in his presence? Will, 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 you, will you sacrifice sodas for a little while? What, what are you willing, what are you willing to give up for him? What, what are you willing to give will, will you give up cigarettes for a little while? Maybe this is the wrong crowd. Will you give up, watch this, will, will, will you give up harboring unforgiveness? For him, what are you willing to give up? It means to choose to glorify God regardless of what it costs you personally. That's what these boys did. So to walk with God means that we're going to glorify him in every way we can, regardless of what it costs me. If it costs me, I'm going to glorify him. If it, if it means people are going to talk about me, I'm still going to glorify him. If it means people have to walk away from my life, I'm going to glorify him. Glory to God. So some of you guys have been in that point already where you've had to walk away from, from some things and walk away from some people, but I've got to glorify God. And and listen, when you make up your mind to glorify God, it's going to put you in some situation that's going to be scary. It's going to put you in some situation that you're going to, you're going to, you're going to, they're going to put you in some situation where you feel like you're all by yourself. It feels like nobody else understands and nobody else is going through what you're going through. When you, when you choose to glorify God, sometimes, sometimes you're going to, sometimes you're going to feel like you're about to go broke. And you don't have anything, but but you've got to make it up in your mind that regardless of the personal cost, whatever it costs me, I'm going to glorify God. You know what that you know what that means? That means that means that I've, I'm making it up in my mind. I'm not going to let anything distract me from my walk with God. Nothing's going to distract me. Go to Amos. Well, you don't have to go to this. Just write this one down. Here's my second point. My second point. To walk with God means that you and God are in agreement about your life. Amos 3.3. Write that down. Amos 3.3 says, how can two walk together? Or can two walk together unless they are agreed? So to walk with God means that you and God are in agreement about your life. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't wake up one day and just want to be a preacher. I didn't want that for my life. I didn't, I didn't, I never dreamed of being a preacher. I never dreamed of being a minister. And, and to be honest with you, when God first started to call me, I, I kind of rejected. I kind of, because that's not what I wanted to do. But in order for me to walk with God, I had to, be, I had to get in agreement with what God's will was for my life. If I'm going to walk with it. Many people are still trying to do their own thing. You're trying to do your own thing and you're not in God's will. You're not walking with God because God is trying to get you to go a different way, but you're still trying to go the way you want to go. And you're losing that intimacy because you don't want to do it because, because I don't know, because it's going to hurt your flesh or because you might have to lose some things. So, so even when God wakes you up in the middle of the night, sometimes God wakes you up because he wants you to go spend time with him. And, and you, you just lay there and close your eyes real tight and try to go back to sleep. God woke you up. There's a reason you're wide awake at, wide awake at three o'clock in the morning. There's a reason. God's trying to get you. He's trying to get you. You've been praying about spending time with God and God wake you up in the middle of the night and you mad because he woke you up. And he said, wait a minute. You told me you want to spend some time with us. So what's up, kinfolk? (laughs) 
So you have to be in agreement with what God's will is for your life. You can't walk, you can't walk with God if God wants you to do one thing, but you want to do something else. Glory to God. I know shacking feels good, but when you start shacking, you're walking away from God. I, I know having sex uh, and you're not married feels good, but you're walking away from God. You're not in agreement with God's will for your life. That's, that's, you're not in agreement. I, I know holding on to that tithe money feels good. But you're not, you're, you're, not, you're, not walking, you're not walking in alignment with God. So God is asking you to, to now you got to examine your walk. I, I know, I know, I know not, not praying or not taking the time to pray. I, I know that, you know, you, you, you have more personal time now, but you're not walking with God. You're not walking with him. Maybe, 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 maybe you're in proximity, but, but you're not focused on him. When, when that couple was walking together, they were, they were looking into each other's eyes. They were, they were walking. I mean, they were just, y'all were smiling. You should have saw y'all face. Some of y'all went way back to high school days. Y'all went way back. You went way back to when, when you first met your boo thing. You went all the way back. You know why? Because, because there was an energy that they were, that they were, uh, they were emitting just by walking, being connected. You saw the agreement. But many of us, have become so focused. And watch this. Now watch this. So that means that you have to listen to the still small voice. God's not going to scream it. He's not going to yell it. Sometimes God is speaking through your pastor. Sometimes God is speaking through other individuals. Sometimes God speaks through circumstances. But often more than that, God always speaks through his word. Speaks through his word. So, so that's what, that's what God is saying. We've got to be in agreement. We've got to be in agreement. So, so you know what that means? You know what that means? Don't, don't, don't you marry people. That God's not in agreement with. Can I go deeper than that? Don't buy things that God's not in agreement with. If your money belongs to God, you need to be asking Him what you need to do with it. If you want, if you want to work, yeah, I'm, I'm just talking about, I'm talking about intimacy. <laughs> I'm not talking about proximity. I'm talking about intimacy. You want to walk with intimacy with God? That means I have to be in agreement with what God's will is for my life. I have to be in agreement with that. And I got to be honest. Sometimes God's will is going to tear your will apart. Sometimes what God wants for you may not be what you want for yourself. But when you make up your mind that I'm going to serve God no matter the personal cost, whatever God has for me, that's what I'm going to do. So listen, what is God calling you to do or what is God asking you to do? What is God requiring of you that you haven't done yet? That you still haven't done. You still haven't committed to it. What is that thing that that's, that's causing that divide It's causing you and God to walk, walk estranged from each other. That's what God is asking. He's asking us that he's asking us that, that question. Go to, go to Psalms one. You guys know this one easy. Go to Psalms, Psalms one. Y'all know this one easy. Y'all should have this one memorized. Psalms 1 and 1. Easy one. Psalms 1 1. Say amen when you get it. Amen. That's 14 of you. Psalms 1 1 says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, 
nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. He should be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also will not, shall not wither. And whatever, everybody shout whatever. I said shout whatever. Whatever he does shall prosper. Number three, walking with God means you can't walk with people, with evil people or people as evil companions. When you're walking with God, there's some people you can't walk with because you're walking with God. You, you, you can't walk with God and walk with gossips. You can't walk with God and walk with people who are always sowing discord. Are y'all hearing that? I'm just telling what the word says. We're, 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 we're talking about cleaning up our walk. As a church, we gotta clean up our walk. As a church, we gotta be at a point where, where when, when, when somebody's gossiping around us, we ought to be able to shut some stuff down. You know how you shut it down? You gotta give people perspective. You have to turn around and give somebody, you have to give them perspective. So God is saying, listen, if you want to walk with me, you can't walk with me, you know, and other folks too. Listen, that, that was a, that was a married couple just walking up here. Now, now what if one of his, one of his single, uh, jiggle homeboys was up there walking with him? <laughs> what, what if, can I say jiggle in church? I can? Okay. Everybody start looking at me funny when I say it that. I'm just making sure. <laughs> so, so wait a minute. So what if, what if one of his, one of his homeboy was walking with them? You think she would have been as excited? Why not? Third wheel, he's doing what? He's interfering? He blocking? Oh Lord. <laughs> oh Lord. Don't you? Now you can't say that in church. Yeah, you can't. Uh-uh, you, you hush. You hush, don't you? You say nothing else. Don't you try to help me teach no more. Don't you say nothing else. <laughs> oh, Miss Cookie. But the dynamic changes. The dynamic changes. So, so, the, the, so his friend, he's looking at everything that passed by. What is she thinking? That a husband, yeah, you know, will he be tempted if his, if the buddy's pulling on him saying, yo, dude, dude, would he be tempted? She's at hope not. <laughs> yeah, she's taking up for y'all fellas. So, so all, all I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, uh, now watch this, watch this. I'm not saying that that you you can't be friends with people like that. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not telling telling you to cast those people out and cast them aside. All I'm saying is is that there's just some things we can't do together. There's some places we can't go together. Are y'all hearing what I'm telling you? So so listen. So if, if you want to kick it with me, there's some things about your behavior. There's some things about what you do that's got to change, bro. That, that's some things you gotta, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to, you know, force you, but at, at the same time, man, listen, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm not trying to have all that stuff in my spirit. I'm not trying, I'm not trying to have that in my spirit. Amen. You know what? Uh, um, I, I was telling somebody the other day, and I don't know if this is relevant or not, but I was telling somebody the other day that, you know, at certain, certain weddings and things, you know, uh, um, when they start, you know, when the sun start going down, <laughs> it's my turn to leave. You know, yeah, I had to, I had to leave, especially when I seen what was over there on that, that table, right, the one over there, right beside the gift table. <laughs> what was in that cooler down there on the floor? Yeah, I had, to, I had to tip out on, I had to tip out. 
And so somebody, so somebody said to me, they said, they said, well, 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 Pastor Love, man, people, people may, may, may think, may, may think you, you're being, being a little bougie or sometime, and they may think that, you know, and I, I said, I said, no, I said, you gotta understand something, understand something. Now watch this. I said, watch this. I, I'll allow them to do whatever they're gonna do. It's not my job to try to change them. I said, watch this. I, here's what I asked them. I said, because, uh, what, whatever they're about to do is gonna make me uncomfortable. So I don't have to stay in a place where I'm, where I'm uncomfortable. I said, now watch this. What if they're about to do that? And I put on some Fred Hammond. What if, yeah, what if, what if they was about to start drinking and I put on some, some old spirituals? You know, how, how would that make y'all, would that make them a little bit uncomfortable? Yeah, well, well what, what if I put on some preaching about drinking? I wouldn't expect them to stay if that's what I was, you know. Come on, man. So, so, so all, all I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, is that, is that there are some places you don't have to stay and some people you don't have to stay around. You know why? Because I don't, I, I don't need that, I don't need that impacting my walk. I don't need that impacting my walk. Walking with God means you have to, you have to get away from some things. Um, go, go, go to Matthew chapter seven. Matthew chapter seven. Matthew chapter seven. Everybody go there. Everybody go. Matthew chapter seven. Everybody go there. Matthew chapter, let's talk about this. Y'all, y'all are smart audience. Matthew chapter seven. Matthew chapter seven. Um, look down at verse number 13. Let's read, uh, I guess, I guess, yeah, 13 and 14. Matthew seven, 13, 14. Say amen when you found it. Hey amen. That was 12 of y'all. We lost somebody. Matthew, there she is. I heard you back there. Matthew seven, 13 and 14. What does it say? Enter by the what? By the narrow gate or in some Bible study, narrow road, go ahead. For wide is the gate, broad is the way that leads to destruction. And what else? There are many that go in by, verse 14, what does it say? Narrow is the gate, difficult is the way which leads to life. There are few who find it. Number four, when the walk with God means that you choose the narrow road. To walk with God means that you choose the narrow road. Not the broad road, you choose the narrow road. You, you guys tell me, why, why did the, why did Matthew, uh, record the word, well, why, why they use, why did the Bible use the word narrow road? Why did they call it narrow road? Why did they call it narrow road? Why? Say again? Because he said, because it's not wide. It's a more difficult way, say again? More difficult to walk on something narrow? What else? Yes, ma'am. Because very few, very few people are on that road. There's not a crowd. And you, you, yeah, you, you can't be all over the place on that road. You can't be all over the place. Yes. Yeah, you, you can't have a lot of baggage on that road. Pretty, pretty much have to stay straight on that road. So who's hand up? Somebody's hand in the back. Yes, sir. Straight line. Straight line, no detours. Straight line, no detours. Yes, ma'am. The message Bible says, don't look for shortcuts to God. Don't look for shortcuts. So, so what, what is that? What is, when you hear, when you hear the Bible says that, that to walk with God or to have a good walk with God, that, that we ought to choose a narrow road. What does that mean for you? Come on, somebody tell me. What does that mean for you? When you hear um, what God says that that you should choose the narrow road. What does that mean for you? Jump, yell it out. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. 
You're not going to be around all your friends, man, losing people on this journey. What does that mean for you? Somebody else. What does it mean for you? When you hear the word narrow road, what does narrow road or narrow way mean for you? What does that mean for you? Make it personal. Yes, ma'am. Uh-huh. Here, talk it. Since I'm a, a physical therapist, I put patients in positions where they they are deliberately uncomfortable to challenge their balance. So when their base of support is more narrow or their feet are touching together, they often have a lot of problems and they start to lose their balance and fall or, you know, kind of a controlled fall. I'm there to catch them. But it's just a word to me that even when my stance is uncomfortable or if the way is narrow or my steps are narrow, I feel like I'm walking on a tightrope, that's not a cause to turn back. It's a cause to keep moving forward to God. Amen. Amen. Y'all give a hand. That was worthy of a little applause. Yeah. Somebody else. I like that. Somebody else. What does it mean to you? Yes, ma'am. Um, mm-hmm. Right. So more people means more temptation. Yes, ma'am. Need to focus. Don't have any room to move around. Yes, ma'am. It's not as comfortable because it's not as walked on. Yeah. It's not not necessarily a beaten path. Yes, ma'am. You're walking straight line with God only, not with anybody else. Because your walk with God has to be personal. Are y'all hearing me? You, you may, you know, my grandmother had her own walk with God. And sometimes we try to tag along with other people who we feel like have a stronger walk than, than what we do. Glory to God. So, so listen, God, you know, we may tag along for a little while, but there comes a time where God's going to call you to have a relationship with him by yourself. Hallelujah. Yes, ma'am. It's not popular. Narrow road is not popular, but that's what God's calling us to, a narrow road. Matter of fact, God, God is setting up our entire church to walk a narrow road. Hallelujah. The road that we're on, this is not a broad road. Glory to God. You're not going to find many people um, that are going to be doing some of the things that we're going to be doing. This is going to be a narrow road. Hallelujah. And matter of fact, it, it, it may be a little bit uncomfortable. Like Miss Sierra said, it may get a little tight sometimes. It may seem like the road gets a little narrow. But guess what? That's not a cause to give up. Not a t- cause to turn around. We're not, you know what we say now? Now our eyes are fixed on the mark. Our eyes fixed on the prize. Glory to God. We talked about narrow road. All right. Uh, uh, listen. Now, now this is a big one. Go to Romans chapter 13. Hope I can get to all of this before the end of the day. Romans chapter 13. End of the night. Romans chapter 13. So we talked about staying true to God regardless of personal cost. We talked about being in agreement with God's will for your life. We talked about not having evil people as companions. That's important. Don't be unequally unequally yoked with unbelievers. We talked about the narrow road. Now, Romans chapter 13. We're talking about our walk with God. We're talking about our walk. God wants us to shape, to sharpen up our walk with him. Romans chapter 13, verse 14. Say man, when you found it. All right, that's the majority of you. Look at verse 14. It says, but put on, put on the, put on who? The Lord Jesus, the Lord Jesus Christ and do what? Make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lust. Number five, to walk with God means that you don't live to please your sinful flesh. You make no provision for the flesh. From walking with God, that means I can't make provision for the flesh. I, I can't, I can't set myself up for failure. 
I can't set myself up for fail, to fail. You know what that means? That means that you can't be alone with certain people. Especially people that, that you, you know, that, that you have strong feelings for. You can't be spending the night with folks. What's another way people set themselves up? They, 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 uh, uh set themselves up for failure. What's another way? Get it out. Don't act like y'all don't know. They go to the party when they know they shouldn't be there. They, they drink. No, they got a problem. Yeah. Last time you got drunk, you tore up the whole house. Cussed everybody out. And you keep that bottle of liquor. Y'all know where y'all hide it. Way up in the cabin, up underneath y'all bed. Or back in the closet in that back corner. What else? How, how do we make provision for the flesh? How to make provision? What does make provision mean? What does it mean? What does that mean? What does make provision mean? To satisfy? What does it mean to make provisions? To open the door, make some room, to make a way. So, so, so we make a way for ourselves to sin. We make, we give permission. We make a, so how, what's another way we make a way for ourselves to sin? What's another way? Yes, ma'am. You're not, you're not talking about you. I mean, you just, you're talking about in general. You're talking about, you're just talking about in general, right? Amen. 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 Oh, Lord. Lord Jesus. Y'all stretch your hand to her, Lord. Right now, Lord. Amen. What's another way? How do, how do we make provision? Yes, ma'am. Okay, that's it. Okay, so what's another way we make, we make provision for ourselves? Leave certain doors open, like like what door? Past relationships. Leave them doors open. How do, how do we leave a past relationship door open? Tell, tell us about your friend, your friend that did it. Well. <laughs> The doors that were left open um, in my life was when, like, I didn't delete numbers. I didn't unfriend them on Facebook. I kept in contact with their family members. And and it allows, it allows you know, seeing a relationship that you should have moved on from. It leaves that door open, you know, for that day when you get lonely and you down in the dumps and you, you know, in your feelings because another one of your friends just got married. You know, and you just want to see how they doing, you know, and you want to, so it, it leaves open and just, you just want to check on them, you know, and so, and it, Give me your microphone, you been saying too much. You and Miss Cookie, y'all go to timeout. Cookie, you go in this corner, ask you go in that corner. <laughs> but, but, she, but she's right though. She's right because we do leave those doors open. And we do leave room for temptation. We do. We do that. And so, so, but, but what, what God is saying is, is that if you're going to walk with me, then you, you, you can't leave breadcrumbs of sin laying out. You, you can't leave those doors open. Not if you're going to walk with God. That means that there, there's some, some relationships you just have to cut it off. You, yeah, you just, you just got to cut it off. You can't deal with it anymore. You can't deal with their family. So yeah, I know that, that big mama really wanted you to be her granddaughter-in-law. I know she did. <laughs> I know, <laughs> I know she did. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
Glory to God. I know she feel like her grandson made a mistake. Hallelujah. But you have to move on. Glory to God. Listen, whisper to your neighbor real soft and just say, move on. Just move on. Just whisper to him. Yeah, that's it. Okay, that's all. Okay. <laughs> just move on. Just move on. Somebody say, run. Yeah, that's run. That's run. Praise the Lord. Didi, you had your hand up. Give, give me, you gonna give me another way? Sometimes people make provision for the flesh by hiding things and no one else knows it. They, they, they feel like they're getting away with it. Not realizing that the eyes of the Lord are in every place and he's beholding. You know, nobody ever gets away with anything. Nobody ever gets away with anything. Um, every, every sin, every sin that we commit has to be atoned for. Well, well let me say it like this. Um, Jesus Christ atoned for our sin. He paid the price. But every sin that we commit has to be chastened. Let me say it like that. It, we, we have to be chastened. God has to chasten us, especially if we're going to walk with him. If we're going to walk with him. Amen. All right. Yo, we got to run on. We got to run on. Okay. Um, um, go to, uh, go to Galatians 2. Galatians 2. We're almost done. After this one, I have one more, then we'll be, we'll be finished for the night. Galatians chapter 2. We're talking about your walk. I pray that you guys are considering your walk. That means that you're going to go home and you got to delete some stuff and you got to go home and work on some things and you got to focus back on God and you got to get back in your word. And because, because I want all of us, all of us individually to look like that couple look when they were walking up here initially. All of us should look like that with God. So no matter what happens, you know, it, it was very difficult for them to have a bad day at that particular point because they were, they were so, they were so engrossed with each other. And that's where God wants us to be with him. Galatians chapter two. Galatians chapter 2, look at verse number 20. Look at verse number 20. This is a tough one. Galatians 2, 20. Y'all have it? Say amen. Amen. It says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I. Because I've been crucified, so it's no longer me. It's no longer I. I, I, I've, I've given my life over to God. It's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh... I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Number six, to walk with God means that you've aligned your will with his and you seek every day to consider yourself crucified with Christ. That means that your will is aligned. Take a picture if you have to. Uh, It means that your will is aligned with the will of God and you seek every day to consider yourself crucified. That means you get up every morning crucified. I gotta crucify my flesh. What what does that mean to you? What does crucifying the flesh mean to you? Somebody yell out, what does it mean to you? Crucifying the flesh, what does it mean? Say again, say what? Means to kill. So how does, how, how do we, how do we do that? We know that God don't expect us to literally kill ourselves, but, but how do we, how do we crucify our flesh? Yes, sir. Tell yourself no to what? Whatever you desire that you know may not be good for you. What else? What is, what is crucifying your flesh? What does that mean to you? I, idle time. That means, that means you, you get rid of idle time. You don't just sit around idle. What else? Crucifying your flesh. What are some things that you know that you have to say no to? Yes, ma'am. Chick-fil-A. Amen. Popeyes. Wings stop. Lord Jesus. Okay, stop. Y'all stop. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. I'm trying to keep my crowd. Keeping our mind. That's right. The battle, the battlefield of the mind. Yeah, getting our mind under control. Crucifying our thoughts. Taking our thoughts, putting our thoughts on the altar. 
Taking captive every thought, every thought that doesn't honor God, taking that captive, crucifying ourselves. Yes, ma'am. Letting go of things that hold you and replacing it with the word of God. Give me some examples of some things that can hold us. Um, I mean, personally, seriously, mm-hmm. uh, an addiction to chocolate. Addiction to chocolate, uh-huh. Wow. That's right. You know, people who crave certain things, people who crave ice and crave certain things. You know, people say when there when there's some weird cravings, that means that your body. I, this is what I'm not. I'm not a doctor, but this is what I've heard that your body is deficient of some things. Your body becomes deficient when you start having these weird cravings. And so, so instead of going after the thing that you're craving, just give your body what it's deficient of. Glory to God. So, so listen. If if you are craving things of the flesh, it's really a deficiency in your spirit. Because here's what the Bible says. The Bible says that if I walk in the spirit, I won't fulfill the lust and desires of the flesh. So if I am at, or if you're at a place where you feel like you have to fulfill the flesh, it's really a deficiency in the spirit. The lust of the flesh reveals a deficiency in the spirit. Write that down if you don't have that already. The lust of the flesh reveals a deficiency in the spirit. That means that, that means you got you got to fast. That means that you got to get back in your word. You've got to get up in the morning and start spending, spending more time with God. When you start having weird lust and lustful desires, you start having those things. That means that, man, that I'm deficient in my spirit. Yawning is a sign of what type of deficiency? Sleep. <laughs> right. Sleep deficiency. When you're sitting in church and Pastor Love is teaching and your eyes getting heavy. What's that deficiency? Oh, Pastor Love doing some good teaching? <laughs> What's that deficiency? <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> it's, 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 you start having some deficiency. Glory to God. Deficiency. So, so we know how to identify those deficiencies in other places. We know how to identify them, but many times we don't identify the deficiencies that we have in the spirit. We don't, we don't identify those. When, 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 you, when you're easily aggravated, agitated, what's that deficiency of? <laughs> Somebody say cigarette? <laughs> deficiency of what? <laughs> no. What is a deficiency of what? <laughs> Patience. <laughs> no peace. <laughs> Y'all bad. So we're able, we're able to see, it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. <laughs> we're, we're, a, we're able to see those deficiencies in other areas. We just have to learn how to see those deficiencies in the spirit. Amen. Glory to God. So we have to crucify, we have to be crucified, crucified with Christ. Now, um, here, here is, here is my, 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 my final point. My final point. Um, did I give y'all Galatians 2.20? I've been crucified with Christ. I gave y'all that one. Okay, last one. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 10. 1 Corinthians chapter 10. 1 Corinthians chapter 10. We're almost there. We're talking about our walk with Christ. Our walk with him. First Corinthians chapter 10. Look at verse number 31. Chapter 10. Verse 31. What does it say? Therefore, what? Whatever you eat or drink, whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Number seven. Um, and my final, 
numbered point to walk with God means that you take first Corinthians 10 31 literally. That's what it means. That means that whatever I'm doing, whether I'm eating, whatever I'm drinking, whatever I do, I do it all to the glory of God. Do it all to the glory of God. That means getting my diet under control. That means exercising again, getting that, getting that started in your life. Do it all to the glory of God. What is God leading you to do? What is God pressing you to do? What is God pushing you to do? That means I take this, I, I take it seriously. Hallelujah. Let's run back through our points. What was point number one? What's point number one? It means what? To glorify him every way, regardless of personal cause. Point number two. What was point number two? It means that you're in agreement with God about whose life? About your life. That you agree with God about what God wants for your life. You don't figure it out for yourself. You don't choose it yourself. You ask God, God, what do you want me to do? What career do you want me to choose? What, where, you know, what, what path do you have me on? You, you agree with God about uh, his assignment for your life. Number three, what's, what's number three? You can't walk with evil companions. There's some people you can't, is, you can't, how can two walk together unless they agree? You, there's just certain people you can't, you can't walk with. But number four, what's number four? means you choose what? Choose a narrow road. Narrow road you have to choose. Number five. What's number five? You don't live to please your sinful flesh. Number six. What's number six? You've aligned your will with his will and you seek every day to do what? To consider yourself crucified with Christ. And number seven. What's number seven? Take First Corinthians 10 31 literally. Now here, here's my final point. Here's my final point. My final written point. Um, this is A.W. Tozer. He states that every goal or that the goal of every Christian should be to live in a state of unbroken worship. Write that down if you don't have that. It's our goal to live in a state of unbroken worship. We wake up in the morning. We unite with God in worship as we're walking with God. Worship is not just what we do on Sunday mornings. Or Wednesday nights. Worship is a lifestyle. We live in a state of unbroken worship. Wouldn't that be amazing that throughout our entire day, that we walk with God all day long. We'd be like Enoch, just walking with God. Ask, getting direction from God, getting clarity from God, getting wisdom from God, getting safety from God, getting peace from God. And we walk with God all day. And we're always talking to God, communing with God, talking with him. God's leading and guiding. His word is a lamp unto our feet. His word becomes a light to our path, allowing God to, to show us the exits and show us the way out and show us the way in, uh, asking God to show us the doors that have been opened for us, asking God to do those things. That, that should be all of our goals, to walk or to live in a state of unbroken worship. Isn't that beautiful? Just a state of unbroken worship where you worship with God all day. Nothing derailed you. Nothing caught you off guard. Nothing made you just, you know, overly uh, mad or angry, you know, when things happen, God already prepared you. He gave you the grace to deal with it. That should be our goal. And so I say that to all of you guys, all of you tonight, I ask all of you to examine, examine yourself, examine your walk with God, go back over those notes, find out, okay, God, where am I, where am I missing it? Because I, I want that level of intimacy with you. God, I, I, I need that level of intimacy. And so start asking, start inquiring, start loving God, getting back to, um, getting back to grassroots. Because as we transition, 
as we transition, as much as we're going to shout, as much as we're going to rejoice, um, I, I also want us to be realistic. I want us to be realistic. I want us to know that, you know, we're not doing this for a game. Uh, this is not, this is not, uh, this is not the, the final, um, the final conquest. Uh, there's still souls that need to be saved and people that need to be delivered. And I want us to stay focused on that. I don't want to lose our focus. Don't get focused on the stuff. Don't get focused on what we do have or don't have. Don't get focused on that. We stay focused on the assignment. We keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. He's the author and the fix and, and the finisher. That's what he is for all of us. And he's going to continue to do it. Will you bow your heads with me? Father, um, Lord, I've, I've, I've said what you've given me to say. I've shared with your people about our walk. Um, the word convicted me first. So God, I pray that that same um, life-changing conviction falls upon your people. Lord, I pray that as we um, as we transition and as we move from here to our new location, even as we leave from here tonight and go home, Father, I pray that something that you've spoken tonight stays in our hearts, that it resonates in our hearts, God, that it it reverberates in our minds and our conscience. Father, we, we all want to be like the couple that we saw um, early on, God, how they were looking into each other's eyes and laughing and smiling with each other. And they were they were communing with each other. God, we all want to be like that with you. We want to be so close to you, Lord God, that we can that we can feel your hand in our hand. We can almost feel your heartbeat. Father, we want to walk so close with you. So, Father, we just pray, Lord God, that you would uh, show us where we veered or even if we veered. Show us, God, the areas of our lives where we all can be able to get, get closer to you. Help us to move those things that need to be moved. Help us to bring on board those things that need to be, to be on board in our lives. So God, speak to each of us. Father, we thank you. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Will you put those hands together and just celebrate Jesus?